0: Hello and welcome to Tech Crack, the podcast series brought to you by SyncNI. We are Northern Ireland's leading technology and business media company and this podcast series will see us interview some of the best, brightest and most influential thought leaders from across ANI's business and tech sectors. Find out more on SyncNI.com or follow us across our social media channels and enjoy. Did you know that 2.3 billion pounds could be added to Northern Ireland's economy by increasing the number of women into work here? That's according to a recent report by PwC. Going on that information, I spoke to Eilish McCall, a former PwC employee and also the co-founder of tech for good startup Esther. Eilish recently had a baby and wanted to make a change in her career, looking for a senior tech role that would allow her to work three days a week. She did find one, of course, and is now a venture architect with tech company Whitespace. But it's safe to say this search proved more difficult than she had expected, and that's exactly what we discussed today. Flexible working real flexible working. How uh, implementing it can and should encourage more women back to the workplace and in more deserving senior roles. How have you been getting on then as a like a new mum in lockdown working from home?
1: Well, it's just been a bit nuts because I started um so like basically whenever I came off maternity leave, I was very much like, I still want to prioritize my career, but at the same time I want to and spend time with my family and sort of thought to myself you know although i absolutely love working in a startup i just i couldn't find myself doing it cutting down to the 3 days a week that i wanted to do to be able to spend time with my family you know yeah. so um, so i decided to start in a new job and work 3 days a week part time and it's been really good but it's been strange because i've started into a team that I've never met before really I know one person in it that I've met in person but like it's very strange actually sort of building relationships with people but you've never met them in real life and I feel like I'm going to walk past them in the street one day and be like is that them
0: it is it's for real and then even things like you know like people will go for like social nights out or like we'll go for like a team lunch or something and you can't do that I feel like whenever you do meet them because I have like talked to so many people about this it's gonna feel so surreal when they're actually in the flesh and you're seeing like their they're full bodies and not just their heads in a wee digital box.
1: <laughs> exactly. That'll that'll be uh that'll be better for some people than others. <laughs> I'm like, don't look at me now. I've been on but chocolate and drink wine.
0: I'm like I do. like just a hermit in the same four walls. Um, so um, like, did you struggle to find a tech place that would give you a senior role for three days a week? Because one of the things we were talking about was the report that pwc recently uh, released and it was it found that uh, approximately 2.3 billion pound could be added to northern ireland's economy by increasing the number of women in work but things like not being able to find a role that suits them and suits their family life is a big reason as to why women in this country don't go back to work so did you find that was a struggle for you
1: I really did, because I think the thing was, I was really determined to find a job that basically enabled me to stay not just in a position, but actually in a senior position and allowed me to prioritize my family at the same time. So it's very much like I want a three day week and I wasn't going to move on that. And I spoke to a number of companies and they're all sort of um, at these sort of careers first and they've got the stalls up and they're advertising flexible working. But then whenever I actually reached out to those companies, it was very much like, oh, it's not for this type of role or that's a bit of a senior position to do part-time. And I think I find this really frustrated, frustrating because I didn't realize how much of a problem it was until I started actually looking for a flexible job. And I think the thing is that, you know, why not? <laughs> Yeah, there was this sort of thing that people were saying like, oh well, do you know, how are you going to be there for the customers and your team if you're only going to be there three days a week? And I just think that's a really outdated way of thinking about leadership. Uh, you know, you don't need to be there for every single decision. You need to be able to trust your staff to act like grown ups when you're not around. Um, You know, it's and that type of leadership is very much for whenever people were doing unskilled work. Um, but really, it's actually quite detrimental to the type of work that we're doing to kind of move the economy along now, as you're saying. And it very much stunts creativity, it demotivates really talented people. And like, actually, working part time, I've been able to really like, I actually feel like I've been more of a leader working part time than I was when I was working five days a week because I've been able to prioritize the things that really make the most impact, like, delegate more focusing on more like how do I be that guiding force for the team and you know actually how do I put effective boundaries in place and sort of rethink the way that I work in a better way so everybody really benefits from this and you know it's you know I, I just don't like the idea of um, focusing on you know bums on seats. So let's think about the value that people are bringing to the table and not how long they're sort of sitting at a desk doing stuff. And absolutely, I've been like reaching out to other women. I put out a Twitter post recently about just, I'm really frustrated that there's no part-time jobs out there. And I had women reach out and say, actually, I had to move over to England because there were no roles for me over here. Or um, I was passed up for a promotion because I was told you can never get promoted if you didn't work full time and it's just absolutely nuts because actually the people that are working in innovation might have a side hustle never mind Mm -hmm. you know curring responsibilities or wanting to be with their family and having that balance so really by withholding that flexible working like ultimately it is mainly women statistically that are wanting to cut down to part-time. There are dads out there as well that want flexible working. So really by cutting down on the amount of people that can do that flexible work and, you know, you're losing that diversity of thought, experience, perspective. Um, and, you know, there is a huge competition for talent out in Belfast. Like for me, I can see there's more product jobs out there than there are product people. Yes. So you're thinking, you know, as a company, are you not kind of going, how do I, you know, make myself stand out from all of the other people places. Well, maybe if I advertise flexible working, maybe maybe I will. You know, ultimately there is a huge disruption in the way that we're working. You know, we've got the pandemic, you know like people want to take more control over how they work and people have been reprioritizing their families. So if you're going to do it, I think now is the time to do it. You know, like let's actually get some opportunities from this and sort of do as we say we do as an industry, you know, as a a tech industry, it's all about um, innovating and changing ways of working. But yeah, we don't sort of look at that whenever we think about flexible working. So if you want to be able to think about who is the top talent, why whenever somebody is on a call with you and you know they said you actually I was thinking part-time why is that call over before you've even interviewed that person so sorry I feel like I've gone on a bit of a rant
0: (laughs) no like I 100% know where you're coming from I'm really shocked at the fact that women were actually reaching out to you to say that they had to go to England because I know um and I'm sure you know yourself there's such a big push here at the minute for skills like the skills agenda and and bringing people in and um you know reskilling them and upskilling them in in digital skills needed for the tech industry and I know um like the economy minister Diane Dodds has said that like reskilling these people and upskilling people that are already in these companies is going to be vital to pushing and Northern Ireland's economy forward post-COVID so the fact that like you say you know there's more product jobs out there than there are people to fill them and you're cutting out like you know Essentially you're cutting out, I know statistically it is it is women, like you said, that are sort of more impacted. Um, it tends to be the mums at home. And like that, that's half the population. So you're cutting those people out. It's it's a bit mad. And the way you said to, um, you know, the interview's over before it even began. Is that is that literally uh, you know, obviously I don't expect you to name the companies, but is that what happened in many of the cases with you? It was just, you know, that's it done. Um you you just can't come on, there's there's no point. And how did you deal with that?
1: Like, did you say anything to them? I think that I think at the time you're that sort of desperate to find something that suited to you. It's kind of easier when you're in a place of privilege where you have somewhere secure to start to question that. I think that especially when you're coming off maternity leave, you maybe don't have the confidence that you usually would have because I would usually call, pull people up on this but actually I probably was in more of a vulnerable space than I am now where I've got my confidence back and I'm back to work mm-hmm. but do you know I would get a phone I'll give you an example of one phone call like wow you know we read your CV why is it that you're looking for a new job like we're super excited to have gotten a CV through and I was like okay well I just just because I've had a number of calls that have kind of ended here, I just want to not waste either of our times and just to let you know that it's a three-day-a-week job that I'm looking for. Right, okay, well, this is a five-day-a-week job, but thank you so much um, for your time. And then that I was like, okay, goodbye. And that was the end of the phone call. And I was like, such a promising start. But, you know, at that point, I was kind of expecting that, you know. Or I had people that had reached out for me to different people who had said, Joe, I'm looking for a product person. Do you know anyone that's good? And they've sort of said, yes, like, I know that Elish is looking for a job. And they're going, oh, well, actually, this is quite a senior position. So she's looking part time. Sorry, you know, it's not that like that you know we can't we don't do part-time and then you're kind of thinking about in companies you know a lot of times you're actually working on multiple projects I, I don't understand why you know you can't come in in a product position and kind of work on something three days a week and just not work on multiple products or work on less products or like for me it's actually the perfect type of position to take up a position of leadership and kind of but without, you know, without lending itself to micromanagement, I think if you step away from that kind of mindset, it's actually perfect to have a leadership um, position that's three days a week. And there's actually quite a lot of four day a week jobs going, which is great. But at the same time, what happens whenever I asked around, I've been asking people, so you work four days a week. How does that work out? And from what they've said is, well, actually, I work five days a week. I just get paid for four. And that's why I really wanted to have that three days a week to sort of say, no, I'm not working five days a week for four days pay. I'm here three days a week, and you know, I'm going, I'm going to be very strict about my boundaries about that as well.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And even the way you're saying there too, I think you'd be quite an inspiring person for women who are like find themselves in your position as well but like you say like you were coming back from maternity leave and you just wanted a new job and you felt quite vulnerable and um like you say like you're nearly getting desperate to find to find that job and some people would you know take that four day a week job thinking that they've like really hit the the gold mine here and then realizing that actually it's a double-edged sword because like you say, they end up working five days um I found as well that people end up working even when they are in five-day jobs, they end up working huge hours of overtime. Like there's a real sort of like, not stigma or like stereotype, but people think that you have to be putting in overtime and doing this grind because if you're only working your nine to five, you're, you're doing less well than someone who's working, you know, nine to seven that night, three or four days a week. And I don't know, that's definitely, like you said, it's so outdated. Is that something you think is going to, Do you think the lockdown and the pandemic has made companies realize that that is such an outdated way of thinking or do you think it's gotten worse because there's so many cases of, you know, companies really micromanaging and uh, monitoring their staff, you know, through webcams and things and timing how long that they go to the, I I personally don't know of any companies here that do it, but you know, all the horror stories you read on LinkedIn and stuff. (laughs) Um, Do you think it's sort of an issue that Going to end up being resolved because of the pandemic, or do you think it might get worse in the long term?
1: I think a lot of it depends on the personality type of your boss. So, (laughs) there's some people that if they don't have eyes on you, they just go into overdrive, and the paranoia just sends them wild, you know. And they're sort of going, Are you at your desk? and Joe, Are you sort of creating that value? But really, it should be like, Well, what is actually being delivered here, and is it valuable? Like something that I do that I I know that I was actually chatting to somebody quite recently about the fact that they felt that all these books are giving me ways to prioritize my time and to spend less time doing the things that aren't important but actually they're very aspirational but it's not the real world and I disagree like I think you can make it the real world if you have a reasoned argument to it so like for instance if I'm in a meeting and I feel like I'm bringing no value to the table and you know I'm not getting anything out of it I'll sort of get up and leave from that meeting I go sorry guys I don't think this meeting is relevant to me and then I leave and then I go wow I just got an hour back on my day um and I think that if your organization isn't going to enable it, um, you need to push back as an individual and put those boundaries in place. Because I know very early in my career, if I looked at my calendar, it was just filled with meetings and none of them were really benefiting my career or the company. And it's just about kind of going, okay, I can see that I'm in this meeting. Why is that? Or I've been asked to do this. Why me over somebody else? Um, and I, I just know as somebody that is, you know, that that was sort of quite young at that point, um, you're kind of are left open to doing that. So I think that if you're respectful, whenever you push back, you can win back quite a lot of time, but still create the same amount of value and actually more because you're creating that headspace to think creatively about things about, well, why are we actually doing it this way instead of, and instead of continuing to try to drive to do the same sort of manual processes that you were doing before for instance
0: like you said as well because you're working three days a week you nearly feel like you're getting more done I've, I've read um you know so many different research articles saying that if you know people don't actually get all their work done in eight hours a day like if it was a five-hour work day and things like that people tend to get more work done in short bursts um whereas you know so many meetings, like you said, loads of meetings that probably could have been emails realistically, <laughs> that could have been shortened down. And I think as well, the pandemic has shown that too, because, you know, I know there's lots of Zoom meetings and Zoom exhaustion is like a really big deal. I was reading that some companies are bringing in no Zoom Fridays because it's psychologically more draining to constantly be on a screen to someone than to be talking to them in real life. Um, Do you sort of agree with that? Do you think if we all end up going back to the office eventually, that there will be less meetings and things like that. And it's just about setting personal boundaries, like you say, within the workplace to just say, well, no, I don't think that this is um,
1: constructive to the company's productivity. Absolutely. And I suppose I am saying that, you know, thinking that people are going to be mindful whenever you do push back and be understanding. So I suppose it is up to the leadership as well to kind of understand and listen whenever you do push back on those things. I think as well, whenever we go back, we're just not going to be used to seeing people. Like I'm sure that it's going to be a bit overwhelming. I feel a bit overwhelmed whenever I go into Tesco. See, (laughs) Never mind going into the office and then everybody can sort of, you know, see that you're available and sort of come and have a conversation with you, which, you know, might be something that you didn't find overwhelming before and you do now, you know, so we might actually need a phased approach to, to sort of coming back as well. But yeah, I, the Zoom meetings can definitely be really overwhelming. And I think that whenever you're sort of alone in the house and you don't have those kind of working sessions that to work through issues with people, it can be quite isolating. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just really important to still continue to check in in your team and sort of have a community around you. And as, as leaders, sort of helping to um, inspire that sort of feeling of, of team, even though that you're not all sitting next to each other.
0: Yeah, exactly. Are you with, is it Whitespace, the company you're with now? Yes, yes, it's Whitespace. Yeah, and how then did you come to end up working for them? Do you know, did they offer the three-day role or did you sort of reach out to them and say, you know, I can do three days? Is that okay? Because like, it's it's so brilliant. You're sort of like, um like the proof's in the pudding that if you just keep trying and persevering and don't just settle for second best, like, you know, you'll eventually get to where you want to be. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it actually was um, Rachel Gawley, I used to work with her in PwC and she had sort of reached out, like we're advertising for a post here, like you know if for the right person we would be willing to look at a three day a week um, role which you knew that I was looking for so that was great and then whenever I interviewed for that I was like well you know this could really work out like as the perfect role for me and not only that like I feel like I didn't really have to compromise at the end because it was the type of stuff that really interest interested me so I was really lucky although I think that I would have ended up going into a role that maybe didn't interest me as much and I maybe wouldn't have been as motivated or wouldn't have actually had brought the value that I felt like I could have to a role um, if they had have offered me a three day a week. And I just sort of think well why did it need to be that way but at the same time it worked out well in the end you know.
0: yeah. And then would you give any advice? Um, you know, you already have been like providing like really great advice, but is there any sort of other snippets that you give to any women or even not just women, even dads as well, or like anyone in general listening that, you know, wants to to work part-time um but is afraid that by doing that they're compromising, you know, maybe promotions or moving into leadership roles. Is there any advice that you would give to them um just in terms of how to approach their company? With, with those sort of
1: issues or problems. I think that it's important to communicate the benefits that you'll be able to bring to the table. So like, um, for instance, I know of a few people that have worked in a company for a number of years and they brought a business case forward to their boss about you know, cutting down on the number of days that they were doing and some of which were successful and some weren't, you know, so the hope is that they would be reasonable about that and sort of going, right, okay, if I was going to work this amount of days, I've actually thought through exactly how I'm going to get x amount of work done, what my boundaries are going to be, how it's going to work, like what value I'm still going to be able to bring because of the way that I've changed it so that you're kind of saying I've done the work here and this is what it looks like and also this is why you as a workplace should be considering part-time working because uh, ultimately otherwise people are going to you know, vote with their feet. So I think the other thing is thought leadership around it, you know let's put out some thought leadership like I put out at Twitter uh, complaining about this and I got I actually got three people reaching out saying, you know would you either want to um, interview for a job or are you interested in this job? So I think that actually writing about this and the problems that you're having and why you feel that you would still bring value to an organisation, put it out on LinkedIn, put it out on Twitter, like it will get attention. Um, And then it might just be, okay, well, actually I can see you're the perfect person for a role in our organisation. Yeah,
0: it's definitely about putting yourself out there. And like you say, the amount of people who would
1: find that so relatable, but just sometimes people just don't want to say it. Just be more flexible and think about things before you say no, just about anything, you know, like just because something is the way that it is at the minute doesn't mean that it can't change. So I think it's about being open to change, not just when it comes to part-time positions, but in anything that you're doing, because I think just by having the default no, because that's the way that it is, it's a 5 day a week job actually questioning, well, why am I automatically taking this opportunity of taking this person on board so just being open to change really i think is what all leaders should do
0: Liz, thanks so much for coming on and talking to me about it oh yeah no problem thanks for having
1: me that's
0: it for this week's episode of tech for all things tech and business in northern ireland visit SyncNI.com. have a good week